0: Bridgebank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. Bridgebank, a division of Western Alliance Bank, Bridgebank. Be Bold, venture wisely.
1: Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's hey podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mindshift, Right Nowish and more all tell the stories of the bay and beyond
2: From KQED. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Brian Chesky. All right. hey, everybody. The Bay Area's biggest tech companies have these huge events where the CEO gets on stage and introduces new products and makes grand statements.
1: Airbnb is still not for everyone until today.
2: A lot of these tech founders started out saying they wanted to make the world a better place, and some of them even think of themselves as politically progressive. Today, can a tech CEO truly be progressive? I'm Devin Katayama. Welcome to the Bay. Hey. Nice to
0: meet you. Nice to meet you. Cool. How are you doing? Like They're you're keeping you busy, good. huh?
2: Sam yeah. Harnett covers Silicon Valley for KQED. Earlier this year, Sam got a chance to sit down with Airbnb CEO Brian Chesky.
0: Brian grew up in the Northeast. I grew up in upstate New York. Yeah, actually I did as well. I grew up. His parents were social workers. He went to RISD. Yeah.
1: you, start, you start architecture? Uh, industrial design. Cool. Pretty close. So,
2: and RISD is the like, Rhode Island School of Design. Right.
1: That's right. Yeah, I went to art school which is a school that's known to have a pretty progressive vibe. All my parents wanted for me was to get a job with health insurance, and I was a designer. I wasn't supposed to be like at any interviews whatsoever. I'm supposed to be behind the camera, like far away from cameras, making things. So I'm thinking, how do
0: you go from that to being the head of a company that is being criticized by progressives?
1: You know, our mission is that everyone can belong anywhere. We've done the Anywhere part, but Airbnb is still, for some, an alternative way of traveling. Until today.
2: When Brian Chesky first started Airbnb, what did he think the company would be?
1: When he started the company, he didn't even want to charge for it. I was, like, fairly personally, you know, um, progressive when we started. I didn't even really initially want Airbnb to have a business model. The guys he started the company with convinced him, like, hey. Well, we could just have a payment system,
0: take a percentage, and then suddenly, wow hosts can charge money, and then we can take a little percentage, and it would be a great business model.
2: So that moment right there, this is the moment when I feel like it changed from you know whatever he went in thinking about Airbnb, being this free service, to now being, I don't even know how many millions, billions of dollars. 31 makes. billion bucks. All right, there you go. To, me, to being that big and that powerful of an institution. Did he say anything about whether he's been able to keep his progressive values?
1: I think you can hear the conflict in the tape. I was very progressive at the time and I mean I still in many ways am but you know um, now I'm running a giant business I don't know if that's a contradiction or not but um I uh I think you can hear him trying to uh struggle with how to answer this question. I felt like all of us in uh, we started the company in 2008 summer 2008.
0: This is a company that made its big debut in 2008 at the Democratic National Convention in Denver. Brian Chesky talks about him and his other uh, co-founders being on the, quote, Obama train.
1: And to all my fellow citizens
2: of this great nation.
1: It was just this giant promise of the future and how amazing the world could be.
2: I accept your nomination for presidency of the United States.
1: This is a
0: guy who, at the time, you would think is is identifying as pretty liberal, pretty progressive, pretty, pretty leftist. By the summer of 2008, they're ready to start meeting investors. And that's when they're going to take it from this idea, this company that could have been uh, altruistic in the sharing economy sense, uh, the way that Brian Chesky described of having a service that didn't uh, charge and didn't make money, to being a service that had a business model, that had investors, and that had to satisfy them with profits.
1: The message of entrepreneurship hasn't resonated with everybody on the left the way I thought it would because I felt like this incredibly empowering thing. And the thing, I think, that we weren't effective at getting our message out early on was the fact that we actually started it because we couldn't afford to pay rent.
0: In 2009, that's when they have Paul Graham from Y Combinator. He is a um, well-known venture capitalist, and he starts um, investing some money for a small slice of the company, and that's when the game changes.
2: Okay, so did Brian Chesky want to get into tech?
0: But I did ask Brian that question. So yeah, is there any conflict with you? Do you like, struggle with that ever? It was very confusing at first. I do remember Brian saying, I was never supposed to be doing something like this. I never expected to have a microphone from NPR in my face.
1: So it was just getting at the fact that this was actually kind of odd uh, for him. I also just think that um, once a company becomes a certain size, then, um, you know, it's uh, not uncommon for there to be a perception of conflict of interest.
0: Well, I decided to ask him uh, what inspires him intellectually. And what I was kind of hoping to get at is, hey, you're the CEO of this huge company and it has all of these effects on society. So I asked him, who do you look at as kind of intellectual inspirations? And he chose three people, Walt Disney, Steve Jobs, and Bob Dylan. All right,
2: Bob, Bob Dylan. Right.
0: Bob Dylan is the one where you're like, wait a second.
2: What's the deal with Bob Dylan?
0: He told me it had to do with Bob Dylan's progressive ideology. I mean, I found myself in the interview thinking, what would Bob Dylan think about the CEO of a company that was worth $31 billion? What would Bob Dylan think about that? You know, and honestly, who knows what Bob Dylan would think about anything. Well,
2: what do you want me to say? Well, I don't understand why you... Uh, well, what do you want me, me to say? What do you want me to say about it? Well, you seem to, almost embarrassed to admit that you're to talk about... Well, it, I'm not like, embarrassed. I mean, you know.
0: What I heard is, like, this is someone I identified and idealized as a child. This is someone who's associated with my community and where I come from. But a lot of kids at RISD are listening to Bob Dylan. If
2: you're black, you black, well.
0: What I hear is Brian Chesky not letting go of that and wanting to keep keeping that as part of his identity, which the question then becomes, if you're running this huge company, can you really still say that Bob Dylan's progressive ideology resonates with you? Or if it does, is it true?
2: How did this become a company that progressives got really upset with?
0: As Airbnb grew, it started becoming a place where people who wanted to make money would buy up houses, rent them out short term, and they would eat into the local rental stock. Cities across the country and across the world are trying to deal with this to balance um, the local rental stock with short term rentals. So at one point in the interview, uh, I wanted to show Brian something I had seen. You You can read that. It was a little flyer that I'd seen uh, taped up in San Francisco uh, in Chinatown. Do you have and a flyer? Yeah, I got this flyer, so I'll, t- I'll read it to you. Right. It says, uh, it's, it's a yellow flyer and it says, Dear Airbnb tourist, your vacation short-term rental has led to the eviction of Chinese immigrant families. We have survived the 1882 Chinese Exclusion Act, two world wars, the 1906 great quake and fires, and the 1989 earthquake, but now our lives, our schools, our grandparents' homes, and social fabric are being destroyed. Airbnb is destroying our home. Have a nice visit in Chinatown.
2: Whoa. So, Rowdy. So okay. I,
0: I saw. I showed this to, to Brian. I was uh. like, here, this is, you know, maybe you think this is hyperbole. Maybe you think this is over the top, but this is the criticism of your company. Like, what's your reaction again to, like, personally, like, when yeah. you see things like that and having to have that, you know, to, to have that criticism?
1: Well, listen, I mean, I want Airbnb to strengthen neighborhoods we're in. When we started Airbnb, we thought of ourselves as a platform. And we thought this is a platform that's going to do good. I think it's mostly done good. I say mostly because whenever you make something that's huge, there's unintended consequences. He thinks some of the criticism is overblown.
2: Is it possible to be CEO of a tech company and to maintain consistent progressive values?
0: What you see is a kind of a split. You see them being very outspoken and vocal on social progressive issues. I mean, you had the CEO of Lyft, Uh, donate a a million bucks to the ACLU you had Mark Benioff give a donation to an organization that that was trying to reunite families at the border you have Tim Cook of Apple he's coming out very strongly uh, in support uh, of progressive social issues but what you don't see is strong support of progressive issues when it comes to class
2: and economics Sam damn thanks yeah thanks KQED's Sam Harnett covers tech and writes a lot about how the industry is changing the way we work and live. The Bay is a production of KQED Public Media. We drop episodes three times a week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And if you like The Bay, please tell a friend about us. And be sure to rate us and leave a comment on Apple Podcasts. It really helps to get the word out. I'm Devin Kadiyama. You've been listening to The Bay. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz-Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S.